It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk cheese. Recorded live. I haven't checked. Oh, um, wait a minute. Oh, well, I hope everybody else gets on the call. Hey, Pastor. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. This is a challenge to me. I am sitting here now. I've got this new feature, but I can't. I'm trying to figure out how to work it. Ooh. Hmm. I think, um, I know Miss Judith was on there. She must have clicked off for a minute. And then I know, I thought I heard Joy. Hmm. Yeah, I think they may have connected. Hello, hello. These people are are saying they didn't get the the message, but I know I sent it out. Spencer and... um, Tracy Cooper responded um, to the Texas, uh, and I haven't heard from anybody uh, with um, from email, but it's not hard to get in there. Yeah, if you if you follow those instructions, I sent it to um, I sent it to a few people also. So I'm just trying to figure out how do I get back where I was earlier today. I'm signed in. This is a learning experience. All right. And then I go here. That's bro- Okay, let's go browse. Okay, and I don't see it here. Okay, well we're gonna we're gonna keep working. We're gonna see. We're gonna give them a few minutes and see if they log in. I haven't. My phone is not blowing up. So, um, hello. There she is. Sister Brandon. Hey, Sister Brandon. Hey. Okay, so we've got you on the line. We got Sister Sharon on the line. We got Deacon Shepherdson on the line. Uh, let's see. And I'm on the line. 
I'm just trying to. I can now look at it online, uh, but I'm just not seeing my account. Okay, hold on. My talk show. There you go, right there. Let's see. Start my call. Okay. This should be it here. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, there we go. All right, so I'm seeing some folks, and I see, oh, I can see. Now, I can't see the different numbers, but I can see that some people are muted. One, two, three. That's, now somebody's unmuted. Now, let's see. Say it again. That was Eunice. Okay, great. And then you, okay, let me see. Go ahead and mute back again, and let me see what happens. Okay, great. I can see that. But everybody's showing up as W. Merlin. I don't know what that means, W. Merlin. And then I see some folks are not muted and some folks are muted. Now, I'm getting ready to mute everybody. You're going to hear it. Hold on just a second. And you're going to hear. I'm still going to be able to talk. You'll be able to hear me. But um, when you talk, it will not disrupt. It will be no sound in the phone. Oh, and just and just follow follow along. So when you hear this, you know that I'm doing a mute. I'm going to mute everyone. Great. So now I'm the only one that's not muted, and you should have heard the announcement that um, you're now muted. Then I can click unmute. Oh, okay. So now when I unmute, if you're still muted, it's because you have – uh, use the mute keys yourself. Deacon Shepherdson, is is Star Six still the way to mute? Okay, working. So is Star Six still the mute? It still works. Okay, great, 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 great. So Star Six, Star Six still does. Okay, and I can see it. Some folks are muting themselves. Very good. So I can see. Um, I can't see who you are but I can see that folks are muting the line when requested. And then if not, I can always mute. Now, with the new future, uh, feature, TalkShoe, you can actually go online to TalkShoe.com and type in questions. Now, I'm not going to do too much question and answer and doing the study because you know how our study goes. However, um, as we progress, this may just be a pretty good feature uh, for folks who would like to stay muted. Okay, here's uh, Reverend Warren. Hold on just a second. You got my email. I meant my text. Okay, get look. Yeah, look at your text, and it'll tell you the new number and the new called call ID. All right, you can call me back. You, if you can't get in, but it, we've got most of the folks on the line now. All right. Okay, you're welcome. All right. So I figured my phone would start ringing if they couldn't get in. All right, great. All right. So, um, so this is going to be our number for right now. I'm loving this feature. Um, so when I again, when I mute like I just did, then that will mute everyone out and. Um, there'll be a lot of clarity. Matter of fact, I'm going to take 
take my phone off speaker because, again, that will also take down some of the distortion. Then if I'm asking a question, which sometimes I do, then I will unmute everyone. And at that point, if you have a question in that area, you'll be able to respond. Right, and then immediately I saw somebody mute it back because they said there are going to be some distractions, so they muted their phone back, and I saw one of the the little, um, like, no smoking signs, the circle with the slash through it popped up on someone's line. Can't tell who it is, but um, that's one of the features I can see that someone's muted their line. Everyone else is unmuted um, at this time. All right, so this is good. This is, I'm sorry, go ahead. You can hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Ooh, I muted my line. You muted, so you hit star six? Yeah, I hit star six, and it's not muted. Okay, hit star, hit star six again. Let's. Okay, I just saw someone muted, and now someone else unmuted. Right, okay. Okay, and I'm seeing more folks are starting. Very good, I can see that. More folks are muting their line. So now I can literally, when I say, please mute your line, I thought I was going to be able to see uh, where distortions are coming from. So I could actually click on a line and mute that, that, that singular line. Um, but I don't know if I have that feature. I'm going, to, I'm going to get more into it when I take the tutorial. They have a tutorial on how you can use the TalkShoe teleconference and then I'll probably be able to see more benefits. All right. So, okay, and now the person that muted, if you say something now, let's see if, if after you star six. Very good, because if you're talking, I can't hear you. But now somebody needs to mute because I can hear the background noise. I don't know if you're moving, cooking, uh, in the car. Very good. Now, see, and I could just see, bloop, all of a sudden it's, it's a mute that jumps on. Can you hear me, Pastor? Okay, now I can hear you. So I need to mute. Yep, so hit star six, and let's okay. see if you pop up as a mute. Oh, and I like the sound of this one, too. It doesn't go bloop, bloop. Very good. So I saw that, that mute jump on. Now, that one pops up as Washington, D.C. I don't see a number, but it says Washington, D.C. I don't know if I can get a little more details on that, but we'll see. All right. Well, let's get started. This is a new new system for us, and that we took was, a few moments. That was me. Okay, Washington, very good. Amen. Amen. Back. Okay, so when I start, I am going to mute everyone's line, and I don't think after I all mute, matter of fact, we can test that, when I all mute right now, I want you to try to take your phone off of mute. Um, and I'm going to mute everyone, and I want to see if you can star six and take it off. Okay, now everybody should be muted. You'll be able to hear me. If you talk right now, I okay, cannot hear that. you. So can you hear me? Okay, immediately I saw some folks took it off of mute. Very good. Okay, so, can you hear me? Pat? Yes, I can hear, I can hear you. Okay, so I take it off. Yep. So when you take it off, so once I mute, once I do an all mute, if if you just all of a sudden you hear it, you've been muted. 
then that means I've hit the all mute because I'm getting ready to go into teaching mode, and I'm just going to mute all the lines. When I ask a question, then I'll unmute. And that should give us, again, some clarity. So if you're taking notes, um, there won't be any distractions. Even if you want to say amen, if you like, you know, sometimes when I'm listening to the radio, I may go, wow, that's something. Well, if you do that and we're on mute it, then it's going to be cool. Now, the other reason I want to do that, because one of the other features is that this is going to be recorded. And you'll be able to go on TalkShoe.com and actually listen to it again if you wanted to hear the recording. If you miss part of it and you go, wow, I wish I'd known, got the notes from the beginning, you'll be able to go on TalkShoe.com and punch in. Um, and, and I, again, I'll get more of the details today was a little bit quick for me because I had a big agenda to try to get done. And um, so I didn't, I didn't go through the tutorial. On to abort the scan, yes, because a scan just popped up on my screen. In the middle of Bible study, Microsoft partner tried to do a scan. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that, too. All right, let's get started, and um, again, I'll talk more about the feature of the, the um, what do you call it, to be able to listen to the recording, and then they'll have archived recordings, and I believe they keep them for a little while, so that'll be great if you want to go back and listen, or if you say, hey, you know something, something was said on the 29th that I missed, you can go back to the 29th and listen to it again, and um so good. That's that's some of the features. All right, let's get started. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I thank you and I bless your name, O oh God. You have been such an awesome God to us. And we praise you, we lift you up, and we magnify your name. We thank you, God, for corporate prayer. And we thank you for being able to come together and to study your word. Lord, I just I bless your name. You are such an awesome God to us, and we thank you, dear Lord, for allowing us to be born in the United States where we can study your word, where we can just openly study your word. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will just open up our understanding tonight, give us revelation knowledge, write it upon the tables of our heart that we may not sin against you. Lord, we love you, we thank you, and we bless your name. Now, God, we pray, open our understanding. Help us, dear Lord, that we might teach and that we might hear and that we might understand. Then, O oh God, that we might apply. We bless your name for what you're doing in our lives. Now, God, we pray that you plant this seed of the word in us, that when we speak, when we minister, when we're experiencing spiritual warfare, that this word will come back to our remembrance and that we will be able to fight the good fight of faith, that you'll be pleased with all that we do, say, and think in the name of your son, Jesus, amen, amen, and amen. Amen. All right, we're right on schedule um, with um, where we're supposed to be in our book, the, the Spiritual Warfare book by Mark I. Bubeck. I thank God for it. It has been a blessing to me. Preparing for Battle, a Spiritual Warfare workbook, Mark I. Bubeck, and it's a blessing. I don't know, some, some folks never read a book all the way through, but I'll tell you this, we're on page 182, actually 100, 180, 
and we'll probably get to 183 tonight if everything goes according to plan. We have a scripture meditation. I'm not going to read the scripture meditation, but I am going to speak it for those who don't have the book. The scripture meditation in lesson number five concerning Jesus is found in John excuse me, 14 and 9, John 14 and 9. And if you go there, you'll see the scripture. And then 1 John 3, 1 through 3. The prayer is, Heavenly Father, I welcome the Holy Spirit into every area of my life. I love this prayer. Move through me. Work through me. Change me. Mold me more and more into the true, pure image of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, this prayer is the kind of prayer that Jesus taught when he said, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Some of our prayers are repetitious for the sake of repetition. Some of our prayers are repetitious for the sake of being repetitious, for the sake of saying words. When you mean it, you don't have to say a lot. When you mean it, you can say a lot. I hope you follow me. Sometimes it's a lot in you that's got to come out. Sometimes you, from your heart, you say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I, 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 I need you to show up. You don't know how you need them to show up, so you can't really be descriptive. You can't really um, um, determine exactly how to pray in this particular instance because um, what your child needs or what your marriage needs may not be on your lips. You don't realize it, but you need a little trouble in your life right now. You may not realize it, but you need a little tension. And God knows what it takes to bring out what he's developing in us, he knows that sickness will do that. He knows that we won't, we won't be dedicated unless there's some friction. Thank you, Holy Ghost. He knows. I, I don't know, so I would never, I know I would never, if I was mapping out my own steps, I would never put any pain or sickness in my life. I would never. But God knows that you you can handle a tumor right now. Matter of fact, you need a tumor right now. Out of all the things that he thought of to develop you, he said tumor. Good God Almighty. He said, listen, he said nosy neighbors. He said joblessness. Well, well, okay, God, you, 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 you molded and made me and shaped me with some joblessness before. But he said joblessness again. He said hunger. So, so there's some things in our lives, and, and with this particular prayer, when we pray this kind of prayer, you've got to be very, very careful that you are mature. Thank you, Holy Ghost. That you've got to be mature. Listen, move through me. Work through me, change me, mold me more and more into the true, pure image of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm, 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 you know what? For the rest of the night, I could just stay right there. 
when it talks about, but that's the kind of prayer that you need before we move into this kind of area. When you start asking the question as you move down into the lesson, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Now, it's, it's a popular Christian phrase you often see. There's all kinds of paraphernalia with uh, what would Jesus do. There's necklaces and bracelets. There's T-shirts. There's all kinds of items with what would Jesus do. Now, the evaluation that we've got to do in our lives when it comes to us acting and reacting to different circumstances and situations in our life if we're really looking at the life of Christ and we're really studying it, we already know what Jesus would do. So now the thing that we've got to do when it pertains to Christ is a, it's, it's evaluation between knowing about him and then knowing him. We need to do both. You've got to know about him, and then you've got to have a relationship with him. If you don't have a relationship with him, then very quickly in this thing called spiritual warfare, you're going to find out that you're a spiritual wimp. You're going to find out that you have no power. So there's a, there's a difference between knowing about him and knowing him, and that's going to come from studying. Once you study, listen, once you study and you get the rules and regulations, flip over to 181, and you begin to walk with him and build this relationship with him, then you're going to find out that, the battle between you and Satan is real, and the battle between Satan and Christ is real, and that battle is fought on a daily basis in your life. The, 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 the enemy of your soul is fighting the Christ in you every day. See, when you get the big picture, let me tell you something. The light bulb is truly going to come on in your life, and you're going to find out that you're small when it per pertains to the spiritual battle. You are valuable, but you are small. The real battle is going on with where we're going to look at today, and you're going to find out that there is some rich, really rich in the lesson that we have today before us, in Matthew chapter 4, you're going to find out that there is some very rich evidence of the larger battle. And if you do an in-depth study, you're going to find out that there was a fight that was going on in, in, in the beginning. And when I say in the beginning, I'm talking about in Genesis. They started in Genesis and possibly uh, before Genesis because you you got to realize if Satan um, tempted Eve in the garden in Genesis, which we call the beginning, then you got to understand that he was already, help me today, you he was already kicked out. He was already a fallen angel. So the fight um, to to in humanity and to try to end the life of Christ, the whole Bible is this fight between God and the enemy. Now, we call it a fight, but you've got to realize it's a fixed fight. That there is no way that the enemy is going, there's no way that the enemy is going to win. There is no, it's no possible way. He is not going to win the fight. The fight is fixed. Okay, watch this. 
So as you look look at the top, top of page uh, 181, and I'm going to move through here relatively quickly, there's all kinds of attacks. When you look at it, it is not. When you're going to see temptation, we talked about this Sunday in, in the service, when you look at the temptation that different individuals go through, when it comes to the lineage, you've got to look this up, and, and I'm not going to go through the, the, the deepness of it now, but if you look at the lineage from Adam to Seth to Enos to uh, Cain and to everybody that's down the lineage all the way up to David, everything that they went through, you're going to understand, once you start to really do the study, every temptation, every evil child, every fight that they had to deal with, it's not about that individual, it's about Jesus. Why? Because the, 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 the concept is the strategy, thank you, Holy Ghost, the strategy to end Christ's life prior to him being born, that the seed will never, that it will not continue. So what we talked about Sunday in service when it pertains to David and someone in his lineage sitting on the throne so when it crosses over from David unto Solomon, um, then you're going to find out down through that lineage, that's the attack. Every last one of those lives, every time you see, you're going to see the love of God, the protection of God, the provisions of God. You're going to see God cradling those individuals and protecting those individuals throughout life, the, the promptings that they get. The relationship that they have is all about God. Now, when it comes up to the point where Christ is about to be born and you see um, Caesar Augustus manipulating, manipulated by Satan, he's trying to, I'm talking, he's trying to kill Christ in the womb. He's getting, see, you may not have looked at it this way. It's on the top, second paragraph, top of page 181. He's trying to get Mary to miscarry by her traveling. Can you imagine a woman being uh, pregnant? She's traveling miles after miles, riding on a donkey all the way to Bethlehem. When she gets there, to have her in a stable instead of in a, a surgical ready room. That's been prepared specifically for childbirth. Good God Almighty. See, when you really start to look at it, then you say, hold on a second. Not, not just, you know, some folks say, well, you know something, Jesus wanted to come in. He didn't want any grander. So he just came in and he was in a manger. And he, no, you got to understand, that was all a part of the enemy's tactic. Having people be in that particular town, having every last room Every room, no rooms available, so all the rooms in the hotels were filled. So here it is, the baby Jesus being born in a manger. So now when you do your study, I pray all the time, and this is my prayer, that the folks that I teach, the folks that I pastor, the folks that I minister to, that they will be like the Bereans. Do not take my word for it, but to go home and to study to see that what I'm saying is true. When 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 uh, Herod tried to have all of the kids uh, killed, guess what? It's an attack on Jesus. 
Many children will die. Why? Because it's an attack on Jesus. Now, um, just briefly, if you look at the rate of the abortions now, how many of those aborted children would have been evangelists? How many of those aborted children would have been pastors? How many of those aborted children? Because, again, the attack is still there. Not that Jesus will not be born. It's too late now. He's already been born. He's already been sacrificed. He's already gone and ascended up into heaven, came back down uh, well, after he descended into the, uh, the lower parts, then came back up, then ascended into heaven. Then he's going to come back down. So this can't be stopped now. However, you can stop souls from being saved. Why? Because folks that were so destined to be evangelists and um, uh, have doctorate of divinities and things of that nature and to be very powerful for the kingdom of God, what happened? Aborted. Aborted. And, And thank God for the folks that are forging warfare against Planned Parenthood. And and if Planned Parenthood has other aspects of it that are doing good things for the community, thank God for that. But the portion that says abortion, guess what? Let's defund that. So, again, what we're looking at is that this was an attack on Christ to try to eliminate Christ's life from his birth all the way. Matter of fact, even before he was a thought in his parents' mind, and, and when I say his parents, God the Father, he already had him in his mind. But even from Genesis, where God says, uh, uh, the, the child is going to bruise your head, Satan, at that point he had determined that, guess what, this child is going to come. And through all the line of the lineages, the, uh, the folks that's in the lineage of Jesus Christ, guess what, there was an attack on Christ's life. You better hear me today. Two questions. One, do you think these sins of the fathers were aimed at dealing with Christ's ministry. And, and I'm so, when it says aimed at derailing, D-E-R-A-I-L-I-N-G, derailing Christ's ministry. So when you see the sins in the folks' lives leading up to Christ, did that look like it was uh, 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 aimed to derailing Christ's ministry. Question number two, did Christ let these issues distract him from serving God effectively? And and I thought it was good to highlight those two questions. For one, I don't believe that it derailed his ministry. It was aimed at derailing his ministry. It was aimed at actually killing him. And then when it came to Christ, he did not let the lineage that he came through uh, derail him. He didn't let those things distract him. And that's good for believers to know because when you're in spiritual warfare, you cannot, you cannot be effective in spiritual warfare while you've got your mind on these other things. Whatever those other things are. Whatever position you're in right now. Whatever household living conditions you're in right now. Whatever physical body you're in right now with uh, with all the aches and the pains that we have with all the sharp jerks and the ouch I don't know what that is but I know that hurts 
with, with all the things that we deal with in marriages, with your children, with life on your job, you can never allow those things to distract you to a place where it takes you off, of the, off your prayer wall, where it distracts you from being a prayer warrior, from it, where, where it distracts you from fighting the good fight of faith. Watch this. We're moving down. What practical steps can you take to protect your children and the children of others from spiritual attacks? And we're going to look at that tonight. Practical steps. And this is, again, a major part of the ministry that God has given me is thank God for being able to dissect the word. Thank God for being able to preach or minister the word. The, the key is, yes, you heard it, and it sounds like a good sermon. Yes, you heard it, and the teaching sounds relevant to uh, life's issues right now. But is it practical enough where you can apply it in your life? And many times what happens is you hear something and you understand it. You're able to um, even communicate it, but in the midst of your communication, you don't apply it. So you understand it. Yes, you can communicate it, even exhort, and others are encouraged by you. But in your own personal life, your family is going without the warfare of your prayers because you have come down. Good God Almighty. You come down off the wall. God just shot into my mind. Here it is. Nehemiah is building the wall, and Sambalat comes up and says, let's have a meeting. Nehemiah says, I can't come down. The work that I'm doing is too important. And sometimes where we are supposed to spend time in prayer, you're supposed to spend an hour and a half in prayer in preparation for what you're about to go through. You don't do it. Why? Because you've been distracted by what? A bag of potato chips. You've been distracted by a TV program. You've been distracted by a hobby. Knowing that you've already overindulged in that hobby, but they, they, they become the distractions. So the protection that we need for our children, the protection that we need for loved ones, even for the community in order for them to be saved, has got to be where we take our assignment just that serious. Clearly, Jesus understood the value of knowing the word of God. Flip over the page Flip over to the top of page 182, and we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 4, verse, uh, starting at verse number 1, where Jesus is led up by the Spirit. And you better understand that um, when it comes to the Spirit of God, God's Spirit will is your teacher. God's Spirit is the one that's going to mold and shape you. And, and when you see that with the Spirit of God led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, not just to be tempted, but to be tempted of the devil. I'm in a, a, a major fight. You think Don King is a promoter. The Holy Spirit is a promoter, and he'll lead you into some area that will develop you, and the development of you is your developing of the depend, your dependency upon, upon God the Father. To know that God the Father has the plan he already has the fight, and the fight is fixed. I dare you to fast. 
Because after your fasting, guess what? The Bible shows us here that if you did it to Jesus, he gonna, he's going to do it to you. After fasting, I don't care, Jesus fasted for 40 days, you can fast four days. No, it's not a total total fast, but you fasted uh, fruits and vegetables, or you fasted broth. You, you fasted uh, vegetables only. You fasted and you said only water, water and bread, whatever you fasted. But you only fasted for four days. And afterwards, the enemy is going to know where you are, what you're doing. And, and again, please understand that the enemy is not omnipresent. He doesn't know every step that you've taken. However, he can realize sometimes because you open your mouth and say, well, you know, so-and-so, I fasted and I've been fasting for the last four days. And if the enemy, as he roams about, is in the, in the atmosphere, in your vicinity during that time, you better understand that you just evolved, you gave him some information that you, you, maybe you should not have given, uh, taking your spiritual maturity. Maybe you shouldn't have said nothing about your fasting. Some folk can talk about their fasting. They ain't worried about the devil because guess what? Whether he knows I'm fasting or not, I've got my war clothes on. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, my loins are girded about with truth. So whether he knows or not that I'm fasting, whether he knows or not, I've got to teach Bible study or I've got to preach or I'm going out street ministering. No matter what it is, my belt is on. My loins are girded about with truth. I have on my helmet of salvation, my breastplate of righteousness, and my feet are shod with the preparation. All my armor is on. But sometimes, for some individual, it's better that you don't say nothing at all. Verse number two, it says he had fasted and prayed. Thank you, Holy Ghost. He was hungry. Verse number three says he was tempted. Uh, the tempter came and said, if thou be, now Lord have mercy, <laughs> we can stay there all night. If thou, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to, to become bread. That's how it says it in the book. Um, There's a different translation. Make these stones turn into to bread. When, when, when Satan comes to you, let me tell you something. He'll come to you not only when you're physically weak, he'll come to you when you're spiritually weak. And when you're spiritually weak, that's when doubt is slipping in. Spirit, that's spiritual weakness, when doubt starts to come in. See, you can be physically weak but spiritually strong. You can be physically weak where you have headaches, you've got a backache, you can have a, a upset stomach. You can have your monthly cycle. No matter what's going on in your life, you can be physically, you can be spiritually strong. Where your mind is saying, guess what? God, I love you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I bless your name because I know it could be so much worse. God, you know what? This gives me an opportunity to sit here quiet in this room. Uh, my, my, the, the, the lights, even the lights are giving me a headache, so I got to turn the lights off, and I'm sitting in this room quietly. But, God, you know something? All, all, all I'm going to do while I'm in here is sing praises unto your name. The enemy, listen, the enemy will be petitioning God to, take, to get them headaches off of you because every time you get a headache, you go into worship, and you worship like you ain't never worshiped before. You worship more more in silence with moaning and groaning that the enemy can't even understand, but the Holy Ghost can interpret, good God Almighty. 
He he doesn't want you to have a headache. He doesn't want you to have a backache because you do more damage to the kingdom of darkness when you're physically sick than what you do when you're physically strong. Thank you, God. Wow. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 through 11, the Bible says that, you know, your grace, his grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. He he knew. Satan knew who Jesus was, but he said, if you be the son of God, turn these stones into bread. Verse number four says, and it is written. This is what Jesus said, and this is what I'm telling you. This is one of the most powerful verses in the entire Bible for the spiritual believer. Anybody that talks about spiritual warfare has to talk about Matthew chapter four, verse four, Matthew four, four, where it says it is written. And, and if you stop right there, let me tell you something. The rest of the evening, all we're talking about is the power of the written word of God. That's why the enemy is fighting so hard to get it out of the world. Take the Bible out. Do not put, take the Bible. Don't let the people read the Bible. Why? Because it's better than any self-help. Some folk put more emphasis on a self-help book written by a scholar that studies the Bible than the inspired. Listen, the Bible's written by, it's the breathed word of God. This is like dictation straight out of God's mouth. But some folk put more emphasis and more credence, more power to a written word by a scholar, somebody is studying God's word, than the word that God breathed. Jesus said if you're going to fight the fight and if you're going to grow in maturity and if you want to get to the level that I'm at, use the written word of God. Now, how are you going to do that? We talked about it earlier. You've got to not only know Jesus, but you've got to study him. Jesus said, it is written, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. The devil took him up into the holy city, had him stand on the highest point of the temple. He comes at him again, if you are the son of God. See, he knows that the power is in your knowing who you are in God, not knowing of who you should be in God, you got to know, oh, I'm God's child. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not worried about fighting the devil at all. I know I'm covered by the blood. I know God's got my back. I know the lineage of, of Jesus has already been protected, and Jesus has been born, and he's gone through the crucifixion and all of that, and now we're waiting for him to come back. But, however, the believer is still important to God. He's so important to God is that's the whole reason that he protected Jesus down through the lineage and then allowed him to come and then to be crucified. It's about me. It was about you. So why would God put so much emphasis on protecting Jesus and then allowing Jesus to come. If it was just about Jesus, then he could have let us all die and go to hell after Jesus had been crucified on the cross. No, it's still about every soul that remained from the time that Jesus Christ was crucified until this very day. It's still about the souls. See, the emphasis that we don't get that God has so powerfully in his character is that this whole world system is about lost souls being saved. 
It's about, listen, it's not just about saving the life of Jesus and allowing Jesus to come to life and allow him to go to the cross, okay, and then he goes up to heaven, bam, Jesus is back. He went down to earth, wrapped himself in swaddling clothes, and now was crucified, dead, and buried after the life of ministry without sin, and now he's back into heaven, and it's all over. No, it's not over. It says he's coming back. He's coming back for a church without a spot or a wrinkle. He's coming back for a people who, listen, they're, they're, they're not in one building, but they're on one earth, and these folks that he's coming back for are folks that's on one accord. These are folks that then woke up, revelation knowledge and taking place. It's taking root. It has ignited. See, if it has not ignited you to the big picture, there's still souls out there that needs to be saved. There's some folks that are around us, they got the big picture. They're going after souls. It haunts you when you, don't, when you don't witness. Jesus, let me show you what's happening. Jesus is saying, guess what? It is about the written word of God. And the written words of God, listen to what Satan says. If you are the son of God, there's a whole sermon right there. He says, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you. Some of the stuff that we're doing is suicidal, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, not only four, four, but four, seven, it's written, do not put the Lord, your God, to the test. Again, the devil took him up. The enemy will not stop. That's why you're being tempted on every side. That's why you're experiencing the pressures that you're experiencing. Why? Because the enemy is relentless. You've got to be relentless. You've got to be radical. You've got to be radical. Sometimes you've got to give a, the enemy a sneak attack. He doesn't know what you're doing, but you're not asleep. He sees you there with your eyes closed, but he doesn't know you're meditating. You're sending up prayers. You're sending up warfare prayers. So again, over and over again, the devil took him up into a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world, the splendor of them, and all this will I give to you. And there's many folks that are taking it. But guess what? You've got to sell out to the enemy. Some folk are getting it, and they're getting it from the dark side. The way they got what they received is not from God. They did it in a wicked way. And guess what? You can't, re you can't receive it wickedly and give God the glory for it. And, and, and thank God for the last awards I watched, I didn't see as many people saying, first giving honor to God, I do honor God. And just, I didn't see many of them doing it, knowing that the lifestyle that they're living does not honor God. And if they are honoring God with the lifestyle that they're living, guess what? The God that they serve is not the God that I'm serving. The God I serve is holy. Verse number nine said, all this will I give you. He said, if you will bow down. This is what he wanted to get back to. If you will bow down and worship me. Exodus chapter 20, verse number three says, thou shalt have no other God before me. That's Exodus chapter 20, verse number 3. And in verse number 10, John uh, Matthew chapter 4, verse number 10, Jesus said unto him, Away, away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. 
Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. I believe that's found in Deuteronomy 10. Deuteronomy 10. Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Because, again, that's what the enemy, that's his ultimate. He wanted uh, worship. He wants folks to fall down and worship him. And, and in those last and evil days after the church is raptured and, and the folks here on earth, they will be worshiping the enemy. The Antichrist will have his time where, guess what? Folks are just worshiping him. They've received the mark, 666. They, they are exchanging, and they are purchasing, and they are selling with the mark of 666, and the Antichrist will be on the throne. He's not going to be up there long. God is still going to come back and take over, and he's going to come back for those who make it through that, that time, that left-behind crew, that crew that did not believe before the rapture, and then they came to know Jesus Christ. That's why I fight, I pray to God, in the name of Jesus, that there's a fight in you for folks who do not know Jesus, that God puts you on a, on a plan, that you are ready and willing, that whenever he wants to use you to introduce somebody to Christ, you know how to introduce them to Christ. You know how to, listen, if you don't know how, you know how to give them the hookup. Take them to somebody else that can introduce them. But I pray that upon you, that it will come upon you, that you will be able, whenever God wants to use you, when that moment comes to introduce somebody to Christ, that you are ready, willing, and able. Some people ready and willing, but they ain't able. He lifted him up, uh, top of page 183, the devil lifted him up. And the angel came and attended to him. And you better know that that happens, that God will attend. You say, how do I feel? How, how in the world did I get this feeling? After all that I went through, there's a good, I'm telling you, deep down inside, it seems like, I don't know, a breath of fresh air. It seems like I've been revived because angels know how to minister to you. Angels know how to minister to you. Angels know how to touch your life in a way I don't know how God does it through the angels without us being able to see him. There's ministering, invisible ministering angels encamped round about us, fighting on our behalf and ministering to us. Watch this. Top of page uh, 183, it says, what spiritual disciplines did Jesus exhibit in this passage that we need to apply in our lives. Listen, during the midst of uh, warfare, I don't know what you have written down, but in the midst of warfare, you got to stay focused. You can't let anything and anybody get you distracted. You cannot let the focus on food get you distracted. You cannot allow the focus of, of, of what you achieved in your personal life get you distracted. Your personal life ain't got nothing to do with what God's going to do with you. Your personal achievement, whether you have a, a, a bachelor's or a master's, a master's or a doctorate, a doctorate or a second doctorate, it has no cre it has no weight to what God wants to do through you. What God wants to do through you has everything to do with not how much you know, but how much God knows. It has a lot to do with how much you depend upon Him. Listen, as we, as we hasten to a close, we're going to close out right there midway of 183. Christ's ministry was marked by repeated encounters with the demonic powers. Each encounter was met with what? Confidence. Confidence. It was met with what? 
authority. I hope you're writing this down. Each demonic attack, these encounters, the interactions, it was met with confidence. It was met with authority. Thank you, Mark I. Bubeck. It was met with fearlessness. You cannot be afraid. If you are afraid, let me tell you something. Oh, uh-oh. Okay, now y'all going to have to help me because it says I have timed out. Uh, now, somebody unmute and see if we're on the line. I just looked up at the screen. It says, sorry, your session has timed out. Somebody unmute and talk to me. You're still on. Okay, I'm still on. All right, well, I'm just going to keep going, but oh, I've lost my I've lost my internet connection there. That they timed me out. Oh, I don't like that. All right, Amen. Well, let's 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 go ahead and and close out. We only got a few minutes left left, but um, I don't know what happened with that. All right, so the the struggles that we face. Again, what he faced, the confidence, the authority, the fearlessness, you cannot be afraid. You Listen, you can't let anything get you afraid because the enemy has a way of translating your fear of death, your fear of losing whatever it is, lost, the feeling of loss, whether you're going to lose your job, whether you're going to lose your marriage whether you're going to lose your sanity. Some folks think, you know what, with all this dementia and Alzheimer's, sometimes all this stuff going on, guess what? I'm, oh, my God. And the way I'm not remembering, you know what, I think I'm going to lose. Listen, I will lose my mind and still love Jesus. That's the kind of, that's the kind of thinking you've got to have. I could lose my mind. He can't remember his family members. He can't, he can't remember his, whether this is his house or it's not his house. But i tell you one thing, he still knows Jesus. That's the kind of, if you don't have crazy kind of faith, let me, let me tell you something. The enemy will run you ragged. He knew who he was in God. His struggles was not against flesh and blood. Jesus recognized the work of Satan and calmly yet firmly demonstrated his authority over all he all of hell's activities. He wanted to demonstrate the same authority through us. That's what he wants to do. Through you and, and the question is, I haven't done this in a while, D Y B I do you believe that he wants to demonstrate that exact same thing? Listen, <clears throat> thank God the way uh, Mr. Bubeck put this together and had Job before we went over Jesus, because, again, are you in a position where, where God can, can flaunt you? Help me, Holy Ghost. He can flaunt you in the face of the enemy and say, you know something, you're tempting a lot of people, but can I, can I redirect some of your temptation? Can I redirect some of your attacks? Can you tempt? Can you try? Can, can I just expose to you, this brother right here loves me and cares for me? 
See, when we trust God, we know God will never tempt us. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. He will never do it for sport. That's what the Holy Ghost said. He will never do it for sport. He will never do it to toy with us, toy with our emotions, toy with our bodies. But to show the enemy that he's got sold out believers that nothing in hell will shake them because they love me. He wants to demonstrate that same authority through us. I'm going to end right there. Man, right there. Next week, we'll pick up the middle of page 183. We're going to finish off Jesus next week. This has been a powerful, powerful time. Want to spend some time. Um, if you can, go online. There's plenty, plenty. I, I asked one question. I'm, I'm, I'm clicking. That's why I'm pausing. Oh, there's my little session right there. I don't know what this little thing is doing. Here's my session. Okay, I still got view. Um, I, I went online. Let me see if I can minimize this one and go to this other one. Oh, okay, I know what's going on. Okay. No, just close that current tab. This one. Okay. Um, again, I'm trying to do multiple things. Help me, Lord. Uh, did I lose my... Nope. Okay. You know what? Stop clicking. What I'm sharing is when it comes to knowing the word of God, knowing that God's word applies to every situation of your life, even if the word that he gives you out of his Bible, out of his written word, out of his breathed word, is, it does not seem to be applicable to your circumstance, if that's what God gives you. See, somebody else may tell you, that has nothing to do. Why are you reading that about your sickness, and that has nothing to do with sickness? The word that God gives you for your sickness in your body does not have to be, it is his will that you prosper and be in good health, because that talks about physical sickness. The word that he gives you might pertain to your focus on the word. Because what he's doing in the sickness with you is maybe not the same thing that he's doing with sickness in somebody else's life. That these sickness and these circumstances and these situations are there to mold and shape us into what God would have us to be. So there's many books and there's many online uh, 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 references that you can pull up to see what applies to your situation. The best way is to pray and ask God to sit down with that Bible or to sit down even if you're doing it online and to ask God and see how God directs you. You'll be amazed. You will be amazed what God shows you. Thank you, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, God. Saints, I'm, I'm looking forward to next week. We're going to finish off Jesus, and we're going to keep moving into our next lesson. Let's pray. Father, we just bless your name, and we honor you. For being such an awesome God, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that you move by your spirit in the midst of us and cause us to be strong in you. Thank you, dear Lord, for building us up in your word. Thank you, dear Lord, for showing us the importance of your word and the relevance of your word in our lives. Please, dear Lord, 
allow your word to become a part of us like never before. Make us, O oh God, instruments that's used mightily by the power of your Holy Spirit. Let the life of Christ shine in our lives that those who look upon us will not see us, but they'll see the light of Jesus in our lives. We thank you in the name of your son, Jesus. I pray blessings over the family members. Oh, God, those who are being challenged right now in their families. Thank you, Holy Ghost. They're being challenged by their children and grandchildren. Father, we pray and bind our prayers together for wayward children. Bring them home, oh, God. The time is now. God, I pray. If it's now, we bind our prayers with the prayers of the Holy Spirit and the prayers of Jesus Christ himself who sits on the right hand of God the Father, making intercessions for our families and for the saints of God. Do it, God, even now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Let me see how I can do this. All right, and I have another, here we go. We have another feature to be able to end our recording, and that actually should make an announcement, and I can say good night, and I should be able to end the call. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.